fanficmedia.com presents Beyond the Wall, a Game of Thrones podcast. With hosts, Christiana Ellis, Chute Schubert, Vivid Muse, and Nookchus. Hello, everybody. This is our reaction show, so not a full episode. We're going to promise to go short. It's not going to be any two hours or three hours or <laughs> no, anything no, like no. that. <laughs> I'm Chooch. I'm joined by Viv. Hi. They're from the shadows. And Nettie. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And we have Christiana, who is having some technical difficulties. She looked like she may be popping in and out or hopefully will be rebooting and joining us in a moment. So we just finished the premiere mm-hmm. episode, season six, Game of Thrones. Uh, I was totally wrong. Not only did Bran not open the show, we didn't get to see him at all. I know. Ugh. I was so bummed. Nothing. That and um, the thread with Sam and Gilly were the only two that I noticed that they didn't pick up and cover from the last episode mm. of season five. All right. Yeah. I started to think a little bit about, you know, threads, but I didn't go too far down that rabbit hole because I know I would miss too many things. Um, It's the only way I can keep track of what I wanted to talk about. Oh, Grey Worm and Miss Sunday also were not. I lied. They were also not, like, picked up on this episode. Their thread wasn't picked up again. Right. We just had Tyrion (laughs) walking around with Varys. Right, right. Visiting the city. And he does walk like a rich man. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Christiana. We know okay. that you can do it. Hey, yeah, all right. And then she appeared. Yeah. <laughs> we live. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Yes, I, th- I, uh, uh, the reboot did the job. I guess. Awesome. Wonderful. Yay. Welcome to the show. We've said nothing so Yay. far, really. About it. <laughs> Technical difficulties have been running our lives lately. Oh my God. I think yeah. I think that we have we've been wet willied enough with the tubes this this week. I, I'm sure Wednesday will be a much smoother smoother episode start. <laughs> so, Christian, all we basically said was that we were we noticed like the threads that were from the last season ender that mm-hmm. were picked up against this again this one, and that's pretty much as far as we got. Well, I, I think that uh, it's it's kind of been the tradition every season that the first episode of the season is largely all about just reminding everybody where everybody is and yeah. like catching up with everybody. And we really only had plot advancement in sort of two, maybe two and a half of these threads. And I think mm-hmm. all the rest of them were really just kind of like, okay, what's happening now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not complaining because two and a half I think is better than usual. Yeah. yeah, this is true. It was very exciting, and I if unless we're just dead wrong, wasn't it the first action scene of the season with um, Brienne? Yes. And uh, did anyone else raise their arms in the air and cheer? Yes. <laughs> I, I loved did. it. I loved it. it. Everything except for one part of that fight scene, but I, I was very happy to see Brienne. Oh my gosh! What was wrong with the fight scene? <laughs> I don't think that uh, she'd have been unhorsed by some random guy. She's been hard. He's been through a hard couple of days. She has. I just, 
I that was that was plutonium. Yeah. Hmm. I yeah. guess I kind of thought that she meant to dehorse at some point to fight, anyways. Hmm. But other than that, it was, it was awesome, um, and I thought it was great that Pod got to get in on it. Oh my gosh! Um, as as much as everybody kind of hates Theon, I think he did really well in this scene. Um, from the taking care of Sansa to hugging her oh. to uh, stabbing that guy and saving Pod, I mean, mm-hmm. it was definitely wonderful. a good show. Yeah. Well, and he was like. Even he was hoping to uh, lead the uh, the men and the the dogs away, even though it didn't work. Yep. I mean, he was basically willing to give himself back to uh, Ramsay in order mm-hmm. to try to save yeah. her. And he knew. I mean, he he gave her that reminder when it was like get in the water. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too cold. I can't. I'll die. Well, the do- I've seen what the dogs can do, and that's yeah. worse. And then she's like, Oh yeah, right. And probably the only person worse than jo- Joffrey is Ramsay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So obviously, uh, this was one of the one of the plot threads that I was mentioning in terms of yeah. having significant events take place yeah. that advance the story. Um, because now uh, it, it's kind of a reminder that uh, that uh, Brienne did catch up with Sansa once before, and it was, if I'm not mistaken, when she was with Littlefinger at the Inn at the yep. Crossroads. Yes, yes. And it, that was the time where. She was suspicious. Is like, don't you work for the Lannisters? Yeah. Mm. But <laughs> but we, but she did scamper up those stairs in episode ten of last season to light that candle for Brienne's help, though. Yeah. Yeah, but she didn't know it was Brienne. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And uh, I I I just thought in my head, you know, she's wishing she accepted her help before yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> So well, Chuch, what you was your learned. <laughs> Yeah, what was your big mic drop moment this episode, Chooch? I'm really curious. Uh, for me, um, I mean, my favorite moment was was Brienne and Sansa uniting. Oh my god! Sure. Um, that was I was so really surprised with with what went down in Dorne. That yeah, thinking that there was going to be these dire consequences for what she did, and then yeah. no. They can just kill the prince and everything's cool. Yeah, she, didn't seem she ahead. quite right. But yeah. there we go. There we have it. I, I was sufficiently surprised that I said, oh, snap, out loud when that happened. <laughs> um, now, that said, I, I, I do kind of want to see what the fallout is because I, I tend to agree with Chooch that I feel like like all the rest of those guards were just good to go with this plan. You know, Ario Hota was the only only guy they had to kill. He also went down pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, down like a bitch. Yeah. So like that that happened pretty quickly. And so like I'm not opposed to the idea of her and the the uh, remaining Sand Snakes in charge of Dorne. I think that's an interesting development. But it also did seem like. Even in the Night's Watch, they had that whole scene where there were still a bunch of guys who were kind of pissed that right. they killed John. Yeah. And so I feel like that seems like what would be more likely in Dorne, that there would be a lot of people saying, what? You can't do that. It's <laughs> probably just the way that she probably was able to control who was there mm-hmm. down to the person. Well, I mean, I think that must be the case. Um, but I, I guess I just... 
they're I think they're going to play it with this whole idea of oh you know you've you've been weak and the people you don't understand what the people want I do and that's that's how they'll justify that everyone supports her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that this is, and we don't know exactly from the books, but I think that this is truly divergent mm. from the books. Uh, I believe this is not something that George told them about, but I could be wrong, you know, because we haven't read that far. Right. Well, certainly, Ilaria in charge of mm-hmm. of Dorne and presumably planning to start a war. Um, mm-hmm. That I mean, I she can't think of any heir, other. Isn't she? Hmm? isn't she the next in in the reign, like in the order of power well, now? That uh, well, Ilaria has like no official position at all. She was the paramour of the younger prince. I don't think she has any like actual inheritance <clears> rights, <throat> except that she is seizing the throne. Yeah, right. She's kind of taking over by coup, I think, unless she decides to give it to. Um, Oberyn's daughter. So can I ask something from the book that I don't think is spoiling anything because we've already passed that point, but mm-hmm. in the books, wasn't it one of his daughters that was kind of like really going against him or was it actually Oberyn's girlfriend like they're doing in the show? If I'm not mistaken, Tristan is... Was <laughs> was Doran's only kid, and all of the Sand Snakes were Oberyn's kids. Oh, that's right. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, um, and so yes, though it is one of the Sand Snakes that was. Uh, so Alaria is kind of taking the the reins of that plotline. Yeah. Um, in terms of, but at the same time, it's also not a hundred percent clear. Because this, this, I, I don't remember which of the sand snakes it was that that did run off with Marcella, uh, even though it didn't work out. But her plan, so this is almost guaranteed not spoilers because it can't happen this way anymore. Right. Her plan was to run off with Marcella back to try to have Marcella be, you know, take over the Iron Throne. I think. Right. Um, hmm. but, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> um, there, go ahead. Yeah, I, wasn't Quentin his son? Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, I'm sorry. But yeah. we haven't seen Quentin in the show at all, so. Right. No, no. So in the, in the, in the books he has, uh, Tristan isn't even his oldest kid. Right. Son. And he has Quentin, and he has a daughter, and then there's Tristan, and, um, Quentin is well. Are we? Yeah, to we, he we might. Exist? You know what? They might introduce <laughs> him yet, huh? So it'll be. It'll. We might yet meet Quentin. Yeah. So uh, that'll be Ian McShane, right? <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Considering I think Ian McShane is older than Alexander Siddig, uh, probably not. <laughs> but yeah, it was because in in Dorne, it's not through the male child through the oldest child mm-hmm. that they you know that inheritance happens so the right. idea was that his daughter wanted to raise Marcella up and was going to plan a whole uh, taking over of the throne and putting Marcella on the throne mm-hmm. making Marcella and Tristan king and queen and he's, he basically stopped her and said you know we already have a plan yeah 
But here's the so, plan. <laughs> right. Right. But I I would be really surprised if they introduce Quentin at this point, just because yeah. even with how that plot thread turns out mm -hmm. in book five, um, you just like none of that can really happen now because Daenerys is already out of Marine. Yeah, I I, just... I think the ship has sailed on that one, so I don't think it's a big deal to mention it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, basically he wants to. I tend to. I tend to agree, though, that um, I think what we're seeing in Dorne is is wholly different from where the books go. Uh, we're are going there, and uh, you know, likewise, um, you know, all the stuff with Sansa and Brienne seems like it would be really hard to have the books go that same direction because it's not Sansa up there; she's still yeah. down in the Eyrie. Or no, I guess she was leaving the Eyrie. Uh, yeah, but in not any case, exactly sure where she is. Certainly yeah. not up by Winterfell. Yeah. Uh, or at least not, you know, running away with Theon and Brienne. <laughs> 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 That's not happening. Um, but yeah, all sorts of uh, stuff that's, you know, seems like it's, it's not only that we don't know because we're past the books, but some of it seems like unlikely to be the way that the books will go even once they come out. Yeah. And just because George had planned things to go in a certain way, mm -hmm. it could change while he's writing it because that's already happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've seen this summer uh, there were outlines for when it was a three-book series and things were in a very different direction than where they ended up. So it's going to change. So they, we saw Jon Snow is definitely, definitely dead. Yep. He is There's a dead person. And, and uh, I was crazy immediately having Melisandre come around the corner. Like, uh, um, yeah. hmm. Don't think yeah. he's going to stay in that state very long. Although that last scene with her, wow. I guess mm -hmm. all the magic really is in her necklace. And that's what well, it seemed yeah, like. It, it kind of glowed when she took it off. I was interested in that because for I I, I would ex the way I interpreted the scene, although it's certainly ambiguous, is it's not necessarily that the magic is all in the necklace so much as the maybe the spell that kept her looking mm. the connection young. to it was in the necklace, but that removing the necklace, it's 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 not even so much just removing the spell, it's that she has seemed to lose her faith. Mm. Yeah. She is so she took it off. Why would she take it off except that she doesn't believe it anymore? Because as she was saying, I saw Jon Snow fighting at Winterfell yeah. in the flames, and now he is dead. How can that happen? Not only that, but I also kind of thought Stannis was going to be a bigger deal, and that didn't work out at all. So, yeah. Well, they still haven't shown him. All we know is that Roose says that he's dead, and they I, don't know who killed him. I agree that it's probably Stannis. I just don't think they wanted to pay for him to come back this season <laughs> but um i when I'm i was not... watching that scene i thought she was giving because i knew that she was a crone um from the books it's something that's revealed in dance with the dragons she actually reveals it to john 
uh, when she reveals that she did the switcheroo with Rattleshirt and Mance. But, um, so I'd been waiting for that to show up in the show. And when she did it, I was like, oh, she's going to give away her beauty for John, and that's going to be the trade-off because yeah. she saw it can happen with Thuris of Mirror because yeah. he did it. And, and, and so she's thinking, oh, maybe I can do it. And then she crawls into bed, and I'm like, oh, my God, is she giving up and going to die? <laughs> like, yeah. Is she just going to let herself die because she lost her faith and thinks, oh, my gosh, the, the you know, I'm not really tapped into the Lord of Light because I can't do those things? Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't tell. I couldn't decide if I thought that it was her doing some, like, blood magic thing, like sacrificing her life for John's. Or, like, you know, like you said, she just gave up and she took off the necklace that would protect her from aging and dying and all that stuff and just laid down and said, hell with it. Couldn't yeah. blame her because she made so many nasty, gnarly things happen. Well, everything leading up to it and then definitely punctuating it with just getting into bed feels like she she's giving up. That's not to say that something else isn't going to happen. I think it seems highly likely that something else will happen. But I think that she, that's what her plan is, is to give up yeah. at this point. That maybe, getting into bed, that seems like that's what that means to me. Hmm. Maybe Davos's faith and belief will be enough to bring her back. Well, he certainly, like, uh, he can like, point out that, look, okay, maybe your flame thing didn't seem to work out. But I know for a fact that you birthed a shadow baby. That right. was real. That was an actual <laughs> thing that happened because I saw it happen. So, <laughs> you know, maybe just a, a reminder to her that, um, you know, she she does have some real power, even if she herself doesn't understand how it works sometimes. But I also, I was a little bit surprised, given what that she, like, you know, the show actually had her learn specifically about Thoros bringing Beric back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was a little surprised that she, that didn't seem to even occur to her. Yeah, agreed. Yep. So well, something's okay. gonna happen. Something's mm -hmm. gonna go. So down. then we had. I mean, I guess really it's just the biggest moments that we wanted to talk about for the reaction <clears> show <throat> instead of like going scene by scene. Mm -hmm. Were there any other scenes that were really big for anybody? I'm kind of bummed Jamie's all like you and me, Cersei, together. <laughs> um, but uh, it was kind of neat. Like You can't blame him because look at what happened in the time that they were separated. Yeah. I did I did really like what uh, Cersei had to say about her own daughter, though. Oh, my God. That just killed. That was mm. so beautiful. I'm really mad that Marcella's dead. I got to <sighs> tell you, I did not want her to go. Oh, I just can't even. Because she's right. She was so pure and so good, and Tristane seemed to be the same. Wasn't he? Didn't it look like he was painting the, one of the eye mm -hmm. stones for her? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, he so really funny. loved her. He was he such did. a. Well, because they were going to elope. They, they didn't want to wait to get married, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. The thing that I'm wondering about that the. You know, even though obviously there's lots of other questions in play, but the thing that I actually found myself thinking about after the episode was over is the two sand snakes that were there on the ship and that just killed Tristan. Yeah. Like, what's their plan now? Well, did they because, live with them originally? Yeah, because one they of must them was going to be on the, the council, boat. remember? 
But I mean, they could have like caught well, up in another boat. They they were going to King's Landing. Yeah, okay, so they were on One there. One of them was going to be on the council in Oberyn's place. I, I'm surprised that they, you know, after Miss Arla died, that they just let them walk around free. That's shocking well, to me. And it's okay to be confused about that because on the last scene, as we watched the boats go away, and the um, God, I can't think of her name, Oberyn's chick, Alaria. Alaria. Yeah. So um, when she's wiping her lips, there's three chicks standing next to her. So it's kind of confusing as to which ones are sand snakes and which ones aren't. There's the one obvious one. That was with Braun across, the, you know, right. playing mm -hmm. taunting Braun across the cells. But um, other than that, it's I honestly don't remember what the other two sand snakes looked like specifically. To know if they were just like filler sand snakes, or you know what I mean, like other people that were in mm -hmm. line with their cause of getting revenge and all that. Well, I'll admit that I don't remember the 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 shot. Um, of when she was wiping her lips, but what I, from what I recall of the story, at least one of the sand snakes was always going with them to King's Landing right. because she was supposed to take over Oberyn's council seat. But given that they have now implicated themselves in the plot, I think the only reason that they weren't locked up is because they would have been able to say, well, how we didn't know. Ilaria must have done it. Mm -hmm. We know that she was pissed about it, but here we are. We're hanging out, and then Tristan might have vouched for them. Um, and so I think that would be why. But at least one of them was always going to go. But at the same time now, I think killing Tristan, they're definitely going to be implicated in the plot. And so well, what? I don't know. What do they think they're going to be able to accomplish here? Although I suppose what would be one thing that would be interesting is for them to go and start whispering in uh, Mace Tyrell's ear. <laughs> yeah, because he's not a happy camper right now either. Even though we didn't see him this episode, I mean, with uh, Marjorie and Loras still locked up. Yeah, but it was good to see Marjorie though and get a little figure out location on where she's at in the story and what's going on with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Marjorie. <laughs> It's a curse yeah. to be so beautiful in those days, right? <laughs> You're either getting raped or locked up. Boy, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, you, you say poor Marjorie, and I have this weird conflicted reaction. Because <sighs> not that I, like, want her to be in that situation exactly, but I'm also just thinking it's it's not like she's really just some falsely accused innocent victim here. Like, she's done her own stuff. It's a little conniving. I say, I guess, you know, since she's been in the cell longer than Cersei, you know, she's been in there since, you know, a long, she's been in there a while, mm -hmm. and it's just, I was, I was happy to see her, and I do root for her because she's, she's like, she was like the way she was savvy the way that we wanted Sansa to be when she was engaged to Joffrey. Uh, I and, want her to get out. You know, yeah. And she's I'm, our link to Elena. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely want her to get out. I'm like rooting for her. I guess when I when when you just when you say poor Marjorie, it's not so much that I like I don't feel sorry for her. I do want her to get out and wreck stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah, not um but the the problem is it's not like, 
even if there are lies involved in the specific charges, we know full well that she was an active player here. It's not like she has no idea what's going on. Yeah. And she provoked a lot of the the rivalry between her and Cersei. Cersei was always going to be jealous, but Marjorie definitely like fed that. She poked the bear. Yeah. <laughs> um so and I think there was lots of mutual maneuvering. Um, and so she got caught up in the whole thing. And I guess it's just the sort of thing where, like, I don't want her in that situation, and I do want her to get out, but I just don't think of her as, a, like, a victim. And so I don't think for Marjorie. That's just kind of how my, my emotional gut check on it. Mm. Hmm. Yep. Mm. She's remained a character that she's remained one of my favorite characters as they've grown her on the show. Mm-hmm. She's so much richer than the books, as far as I got it with it. Anyways, she was just like a, you know, she was just the uterus that they were talking about at that moment, <laughs> and she wasn't really anything beyond that. <laughs> Any other big things we want to talk about before we um, have our longer discussion on Wednesday night? I look forward to uh, Arya's Blind Fury training. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. And don't let me watch. forget to talk about the waif on Wednesday. We'll talk a little bit about her. Yeah. Oh, is that the girl that I'm now calling faceless girl number one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, cool. The waif. Yes. There's, I have a <laughs> bunch of things about people in Game of Thrones cast elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk oh, about fun. that on Wednesday. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Oh, I was going to play this this clip when we were talking on uh, last week. Um, we were watching the Graham Norton show, which is a great chat show. Um, mm-hmm. They show on BBC America, um, so it's obviously in, on in the UK. And we get a it's truncated version. They get it like every night. We get a once a week mm-hmm. thing that comes out months later. Um, but he's a hilarious host and has just these great conversations with people. And so they had a musical guest on, and he said there was somebody that was local, introduced him as Raleigh Ritchie, and um, he gives this just huge performance. It was great. Play a piece of it. It's really low, but yeah. Mm. So here's the thing, I think, though. The important thing is to ask Christiana and Nutty which cast member of Game of Thrones do they think that is. I, I don't know. I couldn't really... <laughs> I can't tell from singing. Oh, uh, it's too quiet. Yeah, it would be pretty hard to tell. It would be really hard to tell anyways. So the stage name is Raleigh Ritchie. The uh, actor's name is Jacob Anderson, who plays Grey Worm. Oh, cool. And it was okay. funny. It was... Go ahead. It's funny on the show, too, because there was some um, other British actors that were on the panel being interviewed by Graham Norton... And so they were saying, oh, and so, you know, some people may recognize you. Oh, yeah, I was in such and such, you know, naming these UK shows that we've never heard of. 
And then Graham's like, and you were on Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And honestly, I didn't pick him out as Grey Worm until he did that because it was like he's so he looks familiar he looks familiar you know but mm-hmm. we see so much music stuff and it was like oh my god it's gray worm how did we not see that face immediately and know it was really good though you recognize obama <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a really good performance though it was neat to see that side of him so that's um we've got a couple of musicians in the show mhm you know we've got uh hodor's a dj and uh jerome flynn is it Jerome Flynn that plays yeah. Brown? Yeah. yeah. He, he's a singer from the 80s, from a pop band, and uh, now Grey Worm. And I'm sure there's more that we just don't know about. <laughs> to start a Game of Thrones band. Yeah. Right. I'm sure they've already got <laughs> something going. So in the, the previews of coming up next week, it, they showed Bran again, although you don't yeah. know if it's coming this season or coming next week or if it they're going to mix it up. It said next week. I paid attention yeah, I don't to trust next him. week. I, I, know, don't I don't trust either. him. I thought for sure we'd see him this episode. He looked blind too, didn't he? I think it's puberty stretching his face out, you know? Like well, how they, I, like, the no, facial... Mu- it's just <laughs> the sunlight. He's been under a tree for a long time. <laughs> you're, you're right, Nutty, I think. And I think what's going on there is that, that, you know, he's getting, a, like, a vision, right? You know, he's doing mm-hmm. the whole... What Now, did Jojen, when he had his visions, did his eyes go like that? I don't remember. No, they didn't, but... Uh, he had I a think- seizure, didn't he? Wasn't it like an epileptic? Yeah, he yeah. would have a seizure, but his eyes wouldn't tweak. Right. Yeah. That was more like a wargy. Yeah, and and Bran's eyes would go flip up in his head. Right. It would get cloudy, but I think that uh, any visions he gets with the tree will be completely different. Well, right. Yeah, he's kind of like in this souped-up place of power, being taught by the three-eyed raven. Right. So mm-hmm. space and time tree connection. Yeah. <laughs> I will teach you to roll your eyes even further. Back. <laughs> Zing. Or phrasing. So I'm, I'm excited. This was a good uh, starter episode, and I can't wait to go in depth on Wednesday. Amen. Yeah. Yep. And as Sounds a reminder good. to viewers and listeners, reach out to us in the social media's ways that you can, and. Um, we'll start collecting folks that are giving us feedback and such and loading up their, I don't know, we're going to use a helm or something to put the names <laughs> in to draw a winner from. Right. But I, what we'll do is the prize, I figure, instead of just getting a $50 Amazon gift certificate, it could be iTunes or Amazon because some people don't care as much about Amazon as iTunes. It'll just be at the discretion of whoever wins. Right on. So, Send us comments, watch, you know, and participate in the Q&A, leave us an iTunes review, you know, comment on the blog, things like that. Right? We love it. Excellent. Yes. It and so all of those earn you an entry. That earns you an entry and it makes it way more fun for us. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So that's it for our, our preview or no, not our preview, our reaction it's shaping up to be a great episode or a great season, like always. I know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, we will talk to everybody on Wednesday night at at eight, eight o'clock. Eight, eight o'clock. Eight Eastern. Eight o'clock yeah. Eastern. We'll be on time this time. 
We did great <laughs> tonight. <laughs> we'll talk right. about the hoard that we've been waiting so long for. The final hoard payoff. It only took right. five we really talk about that, but that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will talk to everybody next time. <laughs> If you have feedback for the Beyond the Wall podcast, you can email us at btw at specficmedia.com. You can also leave us a comment on the website. Go to specficmedia.com where you'll find a shiny BTW button that'll take you right to our page. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, Sharealike, 3.0, Unported License. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it. I would continue it if I remembered the rest of it. Backvicmedia.com. <laughs> I just didn't even know where it was in the seal. So did it drop off? There you go. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Professional. Yeah, yeah, Viv was just talking about <laughs> Creative Commons 3.0 license, you know, all that legit, mm. don't do stuff. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Oops. It, there we go. You should put it in just like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs>